You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 276 of the New Utah Podcast. We are coming at you... Live right now moment. live but never never when you hear this will be never live. really live unless you're sitting in here with us it's never live uh but we are coming at you on our regularly scheduled time just about an hour later than normal because of things um and we're going to start Please. we're going to we're going to start out a little bit differently julia brought cards against humanity form of tarot <laughs> and we're going to start with tarot because i want to start with tarot with the cards against humanity style right? tarot. it's oracle this time so it's it's a little more easy to understand so basically. it's not tarot it's not tarot. It's no weird like cups and swords. And st- it just flat out tells you exactly what it means. So it's fucking fortune cookie cards. Yeah, basically. Okay. Do you want to pick it? I'm going to call it fortune cookie cards. Fortune so cookie cards. This is the rebel deck, the oracle with attitude. Does it have two midgets shitting in a bucket? Probably. Because that is one of the... There's like four <laughs> or five trump cards and, and cards against humanity if you've ever played. Two midgets shitting in a bucket pretty much wins any time it gets put down. That is so there's true. there's like three or four of those in every <laughs> cards against humanity set set. Like big black dick, I think, is another one that's a, yeah. a pretty easy win. So I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull this dark blue one because it's probably fucked up. Do you read the back? The one word? Rebel, and it's got a unicorn because, with a cross. Because it. Fuck it. Yeah, because fuck it. There you go. And that's that's the fortune. Because fuck it. Rebel. Yeah. Rebel. Oh, it's not rebel. It's rebel. rebel. They're spelled the same. You understand how I could fuck that up. Um, also, it's trying to kill a unicorn. So don't fucking force it. There you go. <laughs> all that shit to come. Allow, allow that, that shit, shit to, to come, come to you. you. All these cards are great. <laughs> I need this. Can you just leave it here with me? And I'll, uh, you are loved. You are here for a reason. Don't fuck it up. This is the best kind of tarot. I approve of this tarot. We right? will do this. You can at, buy them from my shop. They're 25 bucks. <laughs> there you go. Julia pimping her shop like she did this last weekend. I skipped a soccer game. I'll have you know, I missed Thank a you. live soccer game. You watched it on your phone the, on the deck. The, right, but it was a win. We won and oh, we still wow. missed that it. That is true. Guess that means I should stop going to RSL games. I know, that's tickets. what I told Tim and Derek. You're, you're just the, the bad problem. luck token. <laughs> it's not true. The, uh, the team's their own bad luck token. Uh, yeah, we were, instead, we were at Julia's, uh, GoFundMe event. Um, celebrating helping Julia. I don't know. I want a basket with some things, and I I bought a bunch of baked goods. I won. I won the Oleo. Well, didn't win the the auction. I got the Oleo yeah. auction. We um we bought your wife's bread and then we turned it into garlic bread when we had homemade those on it. It was last night. delicious. Ooh, and then we had her little zucchini cupcakes so, for des- our dessert. So how was it overall, Julia? A success? Do you think? No. Yeah. I mean, people came. We're we're not getting like donations anymore at this point, but we made about a thousand. That's so good. That's good. Only twenty nine thousand more to go. And the, <laughs> the GoFundMe itself is actually up, right? Yes, now? it's up. Great. Yep, yep. I opened it that day, so it's and only been up for a couple how, of days. How long are you going to have it up? Uh, till for forever. I don't know. Doesn't it there's have no a, deadline? There's on no them. timer on uh-uh. it. So your GoFundMe. How do people find it? So you can go find. Fucking know. You're not very good at self promotion here. I'm giving you like this huge. You can go to my Instagram page (laughs) that no one knows how to spell the dot p l e i a d i a n dot a l t a r, 
and hit the little link in the bio. Is that your website as well? And then hit well? donate. It's that- the PleiadianAltar.com, yeah. Yeah. It's a word everyone has to learn. Pleiadian? Mm-hmm. Plebes. Pleb. The pleb. Ple- the pleb altar. The That's pleb altar. Like- you can call it that. That's funny. <laughs> Actually, you should look and see. Oh, look right now. I, I learned. You um, should make it a little spin off the pleb altar. I learned that Chris and I have the same... What is what did Sean do? The moon and the rising, rising and I don't fucking know something. I don't I have know. No idea. Ooh, let me see it's if I can like a it. sun, moon, and rising. Oh shit! The pleb altar already taken. No, <laughs> I'm fucking buying it. It's do gonna it. be taken now. Uh, the pleb dot <laughs> com. That's funny. I don't know how to say pleadian, but the pleb altar would be cool. But it's actually a P L E D, right? P-L-E-I-A-D. Jesus Christ. This is, so. It's a weird word. It's named after a planet in a constellation. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes so sense. It makes sense. It does make sense. Hey, but it's we... a weird word most people don't know. Which, which is, is when.com. Let's see if that one's available. Hey, there you go. That's another one that's available. Which is when.com. Change your domain. Keep your name, but change it to which is when.com. Which is when. It's a good domain. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Everyone knows how I to spell which is when. I already paid for my domain. It's a fucking two dollar domain. Oh, mine was a hundred bucks. Yeah, you're fucking psycho. Just get witches win. It's easier. It's witches easy to win. remember, and, and you can, can spell it. You can also just ha- you can also just buy it and then forward it to your crazy domain that no one can spell, That's and then you're true. like, hey, this that is, is really true. easy. Witchy dot witch witch dot com. Witchy witch witch. Let's try that one. Witchbitch dot com. Witch. I gotta sell. Do witchbitch dot com. Witchy witch witch. Dot com also available. Yay. There you go. Woo. See, these are all these are all sites. We'll like, just buy every single stupid sounding witch name, and then <laughs> they all just forward to the main one. I mean, truthfully, if you find a really good name that's easy to remember that you don't have to spell out for right. everyone, yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, that and and find one that's not taken is actually really difficult. Yep. But that's a that's a good rate on those those domains. So um, maybe is which bitch taken? I don't know, let's find out. They don't like swear words in domains for some reason. Which B dot I T C A Which bitch dot info is available, but which bitch dot com is taken. <laughs> like somewhere you'd find How about porn. bitchy witchy? Oh bitchy witch. No, bitchy witchy. No, we're doing bitchy witch. Yeah. Bitchy witch dot net's available. Dot net. <laughs> bitchy dash witch dot com. Bitchy witchy. Let's see. Dot US. Just do witchbitchutah.com. Witchbitch. No, that's okay. Well, now we're getting out of hand. <laughs> so go to the website or the, the Instagram. We'll link it and stuff. Just just go look at our social media. She I was going to say, we've it tagged over. it all the time. This this we thing is really a you thing. You've been tagging your business No, dad, time, get, dad does it too. That's... It wasn't just me. <laughs> I text some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can go but to our you Instagram. text some of it. Tag some of it. Jeremy yeah, like every other media. post about my business is from dad. Yeah, just, or dad saying, post the thing. Here, I'll take a picture but for to you. But be fair, we, we tag everybody's businesses. Yeah, who we do it yeah. Lots, so but we're not complaining. Mine's baby. We're just, I'm, so. we're just, I'm just giving saying, shit. It's much easier if you to go to at TNU podcast and then look at one of the Pleiadian altar posts and then go to their tagged right? thing. And then you'll be able to find it's it really It's tagged easy. all over the place. You don't have to worry about spelling it at that point. Right. Unless you're trying and, to type and it And maybe in. Chris will put a link in. Or just hashtag blog. Utah business. I have stuff oh, yeah, all I over that okay, hashtag. I gotta, I'll put a note in here to link on blog and then you'll have to there go There you go. Because it's uh, a weird word. I'm sorry, but it's pretty. So. I mean, it's okay. I like the word. You just need it, to It's find, a nice word. It's just hard to spell. You just need to find a website that's easier to obtain and yeah. then it doesn't matter. Um, like how Black Candy Coffee, their Instagram is just Coffee Utah. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think they want to do BBC coffee. <laughs> BBC, BBC. I don't know. They might get a lot of stuff. Oh, they'd get a lot of stuff. Oh, they get a lot of stuff. <laughs> Probably huh? not what they want. I don't think they'd want that kind of. Did coffee. you really put new railing? Single moms this? in your area. Yeah, I did put new railing. Who this? New railing. Who this? It's just a note to remind me to talk about it. But I want to hear about Jeremy's crawfish. So yeah. he never fucking invites me. Asshole. Well, yesterday was Brighton's birthday. It wasn't for you. It was for Brighton. And so we asked him. I don't care how many people went to your house for that. For Brighton's thing? Yeah. Me it's and just Brighton. us. Because we asked Brighton who we want. Anyway. He wanted it low key. He so, didn't want it to feel like a birthday. But he wanted to do a crawfish bake. Because we did one. It's not a bake. It was more we wanted boil. to catch do you, crawfish. Do you boil them or do you stick them in the oven? Boil. Yeah. It's a so boil. Crawfish boil. So... Normally, uh, when we catch our crawfish in Riverton, about as fast as you can throw it in, you're pulling them out. We were there for probably 45 minutes to an hour this time, and we maybe we got, got like 12 or so. No, we got more like 25-ish. Oh, but still. I caught like two. I gave up. The reason is, though, the water is so low, it's pushed them to the center, and the center moves faster because it's just in the canal. You can't reach. There's so many dead and so crawfish claws yeah, on the bank, though. Up. Well, yeah, because if they go up closer to the shore, animals will actually get them. Yeah, and so so that makes sense. It's just another one of those. I'm there thinking, oh yeah. I mean, you could buy them. It's everywhere that the water is lower. Yeah. Well, we could, but but catching them is part of the fun, and that's what Brighton wanted to do was catch them. Here's an oracle about your crawfish. What? No, don't don't waste them. That might craw- oh, okay. That's got to last a couple hundred episodes, Julia. We can't recycle these. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> it says, it's dark and you can't see a fucking thing. Get your head out of your ass pronto. Oh, see? see. So, there's... Yeah, so anyway, so just another... Lo- what what do you... Uh, the water's put, What low. do you do with the boil? Corn? Potatoes? Corn? Potatoes? Um, do you do kielbasa? Sausage? Sausage? Shrimp? Shrimp. Mm-hmm. And then what we did is uh, we got the actual crawfish oil... Mm-hmm. So you put a little goes a long way. Put that in the water. Do you, so do you when you when you boil? Do you have a big like propane burner, like a set aside burner? My sh- camp chef. Yeah, yeah, that's, yep. yeah. You got one of those. Okay. Yep. And you have a big giant stock pot like yep. mine. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. But yeah, no, like hold on. No, not not that big, but I've got sizable. I've got like no, uh, yeah, it's that big. Yeah, it's a big stock pot. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for a boil. It's that big. Not for as many people as you feed with your army, but so when we have that many people, I'll do. I've got two of them. I'll I'll do two of them. But this one we only did one because it was just like six of us. So what we did is we put the oil in it, the crawfish oil, and that's what really soaks into everything. And then we got the the crawfish uh, season mix. So we put that in there. I brought the water up to a boil, and then we put the corn in first. Brought it back up to a boil, but with my cooker, we're talking like two to three minutes to bring it back to a boil. So you boil your corn before your potatoes, you fucking savage. And then the potatoes, and then... This was all in like two minutes. I know, but corn is always post-potatoes. Potatoes take the longest. So then... Shrimp are last, right? No, because they were frozen. Oh. So they go in a little earlier. So they went in, and then the the crawdads went in. Where do you get your shrimp? Fast was a sausage. What? Where did you get shrimp? They, well, we got a different. This one we just had it. It was just the frozen. It was just because some of us won't eat crawfish, just so there was something else in it. So let me tell you, because I, I love doing a boil. You know the best place to find shrimp, fresh shrimp, is the Asian market. Yep. Uh, it is like 
giant fucking jumbo shrimp. You can get them head on for like a dollar more a pound or head off or head on for a dollar less a pound. Right. Head on, head yes. on dollar less, head off dollar more. But it's like $6 to $7 a pound for the big fuckers. Like the big, right. that are like, if you go to Harmon's, that's like $20 a pound. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. It's a fantastic way to do the shrimp. So, and, and I, Honestly, I know like most people don't, but before I do shrimp in a boil, I'll actually clean them all first. I'll deshell them and de yeah. debuck. Since these were them. frozen, they were already shelled. Oh, that's nice. So that were they cleaned and everything uh, too? Yeah, yeah, yep. So, and it was nice. We, I mean, it, it was about the about the right amount. We had a little bit of leftovers that I finished off today. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, it was good. But yeah, one I mean, level. That was the whole point of that story. Is, is you, I'm you see. Yeah, it it's everywhere. yeah. I I made homemade lasagna last night. I've been wanting to make it for a while, and uh, I couldn't make it uh, on Saturday or Sunday because well, Saturday we had the thing for Julius thing. We already talked about it. I'm not gonna talk about it again. Um, but Sunday, so Bree and I Saturday morning put in posts for the new railing to our front of the house to our stairs. How there. long have that that railing been gone? Like nine months. Yeah, we cut it off for them to do the so stucco, which December. they did in January. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we cut it off in like December, I think. Um, and then, uh, so anyway, it's been gone for a while. So we put on the posts and then Sunday we put up the rails and it was like smooth as butter. We put up the rails, the first two sections of rails, like the flat piece. We've, we found this system in Home Depot, which is kind of like what you did, but it's pre-drilled boards. Right. Um, the aluminum banister or balusters to fit in between them and like spacers to hold the balusters in place. We put them up and it was like fucking beautiful. It was super easy. They bracketed in. It was like one of the easiest home improvement projects I've ever done. And, and then we got to the slanty part. We got to the slanty part, which I knew was going to be the most difficult part of this project. And we figured out, we cut the angles, and then we realized, like, we cut the angles too sharp. It took us, though, attempting to put the balusters and the boards in place, I don't know, five times. I undid the baluster, like, pegs multiple times. We switched them all around until we finally <laughs> realized. We had the angle just We too had sharp. the angle way too sharp. Oh. And so then we put them on, and we put the first railing up, and we wanted to match, like, the top rail. Well, well, we didn't think about how tall it would be from the stairs, so we get it all up, and it looks great, and, and then like, I go to walk down the railing, and it was up by the top of my head, and Chris is like, well, it's, you know, you're kind of short, maybe it's not that bad, and then he walks down, and he's like, like no, this doesn't work, no. we gotta lower so this thing. Your railing is actually quite a bit lower than the top rail. Yeah. You don't think it would be. Well, we were looking at like the neighbors that still have their wrought iron railings up and they're even. And I'm like, my guess is the porch railing is, is like short, lower shorter. or shorter or something because to make it like in line. And I think with the two by fours, ours are like 46 inches. I no, think, they're or 40, shorter than that. 42 inches. Yeah. 42 because it was like, um, it's two by four, two by four and 36 inch rails. So. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Anyway, so it was like, so then we had to pull that off and redo it. And then the last one, the, the board didn't want to fit, so I had to shave it. And then I finally got it in place, but like the. But we hadn't, so what we were doing to get the rails in is we actually taped them up. So oh, they were kind of dangling. Hold them in place. So that we could put the bottom rail on. Well, the bottom two, for whatever reason, we didn't have them up in tight. So we take it all off, and Chris goes over to fix a, a board that had fallen off of the, our old fence. And I go to do something and two rails just, just fall out. So then we had to like fix that and shore that up. But anyway, we got it all done. And then we, you know, some, so I have some war wounds. I've got cuts on my hand. I've got a, 
a gash on my forehead and I had and pictures then, for work today. <laughs> and then Chris threw a four by four at me. Well, I mean, the, po- <laughs> the post fell as I was cutting it and I couldn't catch it before it hit Bree. So it like fell down onto my arm and then like crashed into my head. That didn't feel very good. I cried. Especially when you get a project that starts so smoothly and you're like, we're going to nail this. We're going to have it done by noon. Yeah, that's what we thought. (laughs) And then it was like five o'clock when we were wrapping up. Well, and then we used up all the batteries in between the saw and the drill and screwing and unscrewing the little things so many times. And so we literally got to the last thing and we ran out of battery. That's why I bought. I have four batteries. I have two, and this is the first time I've ever had to stop a project because of battery power. And it's because I was using two power tools for it. I have it. four batteries because I have that problem all the time. <clears throat> I've only got one charger. Do you have multiple chargers, I assume? No, but I keep them all charged. Yeah. So, like... Well, so we ended up switching to... Bree. Bree's got another drill that's got its own batteries as well. Oh, gotcha. So, she'd won that from work. We just couldn't use the saw with that. They're so. reciprocating saw. So, we actually went in and had dinner and watched a movie for a couple of hours. Came back out and finished it. And then it. came out and finished Cut it. it. Yeah. Let Bree's head take a rest from the giant fucking 4x4 I threw on it. <laughs> my arm actually hurts worse than the, than my head. Because I, I think it like landed on my arm and then fell against my head. <laughs> But yeah, but it, it's done and it looks really good. I think. Yeah, I'm super happy with it. So now we can't decide because I really like how it no, looks. No, we're gonna as paint it. Wood. My mom likes it, but Chris is like, we want to paint it. If you don't, you well, got. I was something. thinking about sealing it'll, it. It'll weather unevenly, regardless. But I was thinking so. about sealing it. But so yeah, mine I restain every single year. Yeah, and I want to do the fence too. Um, so, um. We finally got our Fanex tickets, by the way. Um, Fanex, so last week they basically released a bunch of their shit. So panels and I think uh, like their safe, their COVID protocol, which is everyone's got to be masked. Everyone's going to get their temperature taken at the door. Um, they're going to kick people out if you're not masked. No masks with vents, no um, costume masks. It's got to be a real, a real actual mask, um, which I'm not really surprised. This is a giant event. I don't know. There are only like five fucking panels, like five panel rooms. So they're doing that thing again where they don't have a lot of panels. They have big panel rooms. So I'm wondering, I don't know how many tickets they sold. I don't know how many vendors are going to show up. They're not really posting all the vendors yet. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not planning to be there a ton, but we'll see. Well, and there's a soccer game on that Saturday, and I think we'll probably make that a little bit more of a priority just because... It will be interesting but, to see. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I've already been to a really big conference. Like, you know, what normally is 44,000 attendees was 20,000. And so I'm curious what this will look like. Because, you know, this was like that first year. I think they said they had like 75,000 or something. And I remember the fire marshal was closing them. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, and apparently there's some story about an anus badger that I need to hear. <laughs> yes, Julia. She's not paying attention. She's zoned out for like that whole you fucking conversation. You have a whole crap ton of messages on the podcast thing. Um, yeah, so we were playing Disney trivia, and the answer to one of well, them was... so the question I don't even was, know what the question was. Who is Mr. Toad's accountant? Who the, what the fuck kind of trivia is this? This is like it's going deep. Disney. Yeah, so, deep. so I'm about ready to say the answer, which is Angus 
badger. Anus badger. And my Ariel's yells out, anus badger. And everybody starts laughing and she does not get it. And she's like, well, it is anus badger. We're just dying. Anus badger. Does she badger? not know what an anus it's is? Not anus badger. It's anus badger. She played badger, it off right? cool, but, but no, but maybe I, not. She's like, I said that on purpose. I'm like, I don't think you don't quite think knew what you, you were did. saying. I'm pretty sure you didn't say that on purpose. I'm pretty sure you didn't realize you said anus badger. So the rest of the evening, everything was anus badger. And Dumbo. Oh, yeah, Dumbo. When we didn't know the answer, it was Dumbo and anus badger. So there's our anus badger story. Can the title mm-hmm. of today be anus badger? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I try to not make not the demonetized titles. titles. Well, it's not about the monetization or anything. I don't think we get paid anyway, right? But um, if you have anus. Yeah, we definitely don't. We, you know, we could. Uh, yeah, we do this for fun. We we could potentially get paid, but um, no, we, we don't. don't like to be beholden to people. Yeah, I don't know. We've done a few things here. Uh, there, are but... you saying we have comments on our Facebook stuff? Is that what you were no, saying? No, you just have a crap ton of spam messages that I'm just deleting. Spam messages where? Everywhere. More... What account? Spamalama. Spamalama. What account? Be specific, child. It's on Instagram and Facebook that are connected. Oh. So it's both. Yeah, I don't see any messages in the messenger on Facebook. Yeah, it. I just see all. I don't ones. know. I just I all I know is I do stuff from my account and then it messages people on their Instagram even though I'm I'm on Facebook. It's yeah, because it's the same. Because they're like company. the same company now, but yeah, I, maybe we can look. Don't erase them all, and we can look. It's together. too late. They were all bots and deleted. Uh, and well, I was gonna. I was they gonna. They were look all. Hey, see. click this link. Hot moms in the area. We probably don't need to. <laughs> Did you click it? T- we probably no. don't need to clean clean up our uh, no, messaging we, on. I think we do because <laughs> there's hot moms in the area. <laughs> We get Don't the, you know? We get a lot of email spam, too, from people trying to make our website better. Oh, yep. There are a couple of those. I noticed your traffic could be a lot yeah, better. Get, Let us take a look and we get emails. We get emails like that. I just delete them. Like, yeah, I could, but I'm not paying you to do it, and I could do it better than you probably I spam am sending you my intimate photos as promised. <laughs> <laughs> as promised. I get that one. Dude, I got like the Nigerian prince the other day. Nice. Oh, yeah. I was like, finally... Oh, uh, Ebola monkey Finally. man. You need to look up Ebola monkey man, Julia, and just follow that story because it is one of the best internet stories ever. Okay. It's from early It's from early days of Nigerian print spam, and it is great. Ebola monkey man. I sure hope he's gotten his money by now. Ebola monkey man or the print Nigerian prince? Well, the prince has a huge Obviously, inheritance. the prince doesn't because he's messaging The thing now. is, the prince needs your banking account information so he can transfer the money to you so you can send it to him. Well, we got a little bit of a curveball. So uh, our guest that was scheduled, uh, as does happen sometimes, has uh, had an emergency come up this evening. So we're going to... We're going to wing it a little bit. Um, we're going to do a, a few things that we kind of have stored up in the, the hopper. But first, I want to talk about, because we don't do a lot of news anymore. I think that news is a little, I, I feel like news isn't quite timeless enough um, for a yeah. podcast. So I like to think of, you know, replayability sometimes with episodes. And I think we're doing a better job of that now. Unless um, it's like super pertinent. Yeah. Like. We, I want to talk about that guy that got arrested on the plane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. News, like, let's but... talk about it. So I, I read the story, actually. So a plane had landed from, I can't remember where it was from, but it was- Was uh, it from, like, Seattle? No, nah, it was, like, from, like, um, was Dallas, to, Dallas to here or something. I don't know. But it lands in Salt Lake, and they arrest a guy on the plane in Salt Lake for disorderly behavior, which- don't fucking, you don't want to get arrested on an airplane. Like, that's not a no. good thing. Those charges are not nice, and they're federal charges. Yeah. They're, it's not fucking state. You don't go out a little county jail 
like those kinds of charges can bring federal prison time and federal prison time means they might ship your ass to fucking Virginia even if you live in the state of Utah. So yeah. you don't want to fuck with the airlines. Federal prison's not the good kind. No, in fact, you know, sometimes you hear it's called federal pound me in the ass prison. Speaking of speaking of anus badgers. His name is Dennis Bush. Dennis Bush. Oh no, wait, the passenger that the, the recorded, passenger it, that was recorded Dennis it. Bush. Uh. So the man was growling like a dog while pulling the mask onto and off of his face. He also gave flight attendants the middle finger and swore at them, in addition to screaming, God bless America. Yeah, he was he was like completely belligerent. Sixty one years old doing this. I saw the video. Yeah. It's creepy. There's no way that guy was sober or mentally in the right place because he was flying in from LAX. He was fucking crazy. The video is absolutely batshit insane. And at one point, it was either the captain or the no. That was a flight. That was a flight attendant. Oh, was that a flight attendant? Yeah. The so, guy so what happens? What him. happens in those situations where they have super unruly passengers is basically they suspend service and they make it to protect the flight. The and you you you'll see this if like one of the pilots, especially on long flights, has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the flight. What they actually do is they take one of the beverage carts, and they the beverage carts are the right size that they can completely block coming up into the cockpit area. So that front galley of every plane, gotcha. they, just, they can completely block it. So they turn it sideways, they completely block it and lock it down, and so then the person can go to the bathroom and then get out and you know. Um, but when Unruly passengers happen. That's one of the steps that they take is they block it so that passenger can't get up into the galley area because there's also a fucking door that they could open there, right? Right. This guy was crazy, like needed some meds, like crazy. And maybe he was like just really fucked up on like some sort of medication or alcohol. I don't know. Well, Yeah, maybe he was taking a medication and decided to have a drink in the airport and didn't really think about it. But he was... Like, it wasn't just being drunk. Like, it no, was creepy. It was... I don't even know how to describe the video. But I feel like we're having more of those incidences. Oh, yeah. the the It's not just a feeling. It's it's absolutely true. I was reading reports a couple weeks ago that confrontations on flights are way up. Passenger unruliness is way up. They have filed a lot more charges this year. Do you think year. it's because people are so uneasy, so uptight, and then... Flying in general and COVID and I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. But, I, th- but I, I mean, I mean, I get it if you're crazy. But like this story that the part of this story that I'm reading is talking about the man that they had to restrain um, and duct tape after he groped two male flight attendants, mm-hmm. two female so, flight attendants and punched a so male. Attendant. That was funnier when it was male. But here's the thing. The the. Those are extreme cases, obviously, but there are plenty of cases like there was a dude that punched a freaking attendant in the airport that that has felony charges for assault filed against him. Uh, And it is like the mask thing is is very much because of how crazy and politicized wearing a mask has gotten. It's an FAA regulation. Right. It's not the airline's regulation. No, if you're in an airport, you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. It's required by federal law to wear a mask. In the airport and on the plane, and they're pretty they're pretty consistent with it. And I've, I, you know, it's just video after video of people throwing a fit because they don't want to wear a mask. Rowdy airline passengers have racked up a record one million in potential fines this year, a, a toll of the tumult in the sky. 
Airlines had reported about 3,900 incidents of unruly passengers as of mid-August. That's fucking insane. Three-fourths involved refusal to wear a mask, yep. and alcohol was a common factor, according to the Federal Aviation yeah. Administration. Brilliant. That's just a thing. Like that, th- there is a real problem with people getting too drunk before they get on a plane, and then getting on the plane. What doesn't help is delayed flight schedules. By the way, oh yeah, because when you're stuck in the airport for three hours and you should have only been there for an hour, what do you do? You go sit down at the bar and drink a few, and then people get belligerent. Most people can't fucking handle their liquor. I'm a I'm a lover when I'm drunk. Yeah, I'd probably try to hump the stewardess. <laughs> What I doubt the, that. What the fuck is going on upstairs? I'm sure the kids are out playing in the front yard. Ah, I don't see anything on the rings. So. Okay. Did you like look at the live view? Will you look no, at the live view and see? Dogs are going crazy. It's the dog. It's not dog. She heard. So the neighbor's been doing a bunch of wood cutting. Like oh, this yeah. time of year, he cuts. Like I don't. They burn garbage all year, so I don't know why they bother cutting wood. But he like they throw it in the shed. Like it's not. It's not a light thing. They've got a wood shed. They toss the wood in the wood shed. She. Hates it so much when they're cutting the wood. I'm not doing this because I'll just look on my. I don't know why I can't go live all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't. It's because your phone forgot that you're looking at our camera. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So she just like goes ape shit with him every single time, and it's like they're cutting the wood to make the garbage burning just extend to make it. Oh, I think I got past it. Yeah, perhaps they just like. I was doing it on my phone. You can't do it on your phone at the same time. Back out of it and go back in it. There you go. Because <laughs> otherwise... Yeah, there's nothing out there. The lights are on. Jer- I can see Jeremy's truck. There's not even anybody in the street. The dog's bored. She's been yeah. home asleep all day. She's been on board. Although, I will say this. We took the dogs out for the walk this morning. And I hate when Chopper wants to go on a walk because we're going longer and longer and longer now on our walks. And Chopper's like Chopper's at a point where I don't think we could take him on a hike anymore. Like I think this was the shortest amount of time he went before he was. We were basically like dragging him, and Bree had to stop and pick him up and carry him. Um, it was like maybe three blocks. That was Evo towards yeah. the end. Yeah, but Evo was a big old Evo fatty like fatster. Chopper's pretty ass. pretty easy to carry. So, I mean, he adds some some serious weight, especially when you're going up. But it's hill, like, how but... do you say no? How do you say no? To the but dog he's dying, and he's excited in the well, morning. And don't say it like that. Well, he's, you know what I mean. Like he's so old. Like any did, minute did there to could be something. Borrow our dog carrier. We've got our dog carrier. No. So it's... I might. No, we're not putting the dog <laughs> in a fucking doggy Bjorn. You crazy Why? I would do it. No, I would do it for him. We have doggy doggies you can borrow. If no you're doggy right. Bjorns. It's not okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying yes to that. Uh, Julia's got a picture. No, I've, there's lots of pictures. There's pictures on our damn Instagram. Of Rocky being Cadran? Yeah, at, at Black Cat, Co- Black Candy Coffee. It was, that was at the parade. That's BBC. like. BBC. That's, yeah, at BBC Coffee. At BBC Coffee. <laughs> BCC, you guys. Oh, oh yeah. Blind Carbon Coffee. Oh, I was thinking something totally different. Yeah, I know. That's why I couldn't <laughs> figure out why you guys thought it was so weird. Uh, so we're going to do a couple lists. That's, we're stupid. We, li- we like to do lists whenever. Apparently it's Black Bandy Coffee to them. Uh, big black I know what you were saying big black coffee but I just coffee. couldn't coffee. why you got your mind in the gutter big black coffee is a good name come on Bree what's your problem you guys <laughs> clearly don't know how to spell and it's an issue BBC big black coffee that's the acronym once you go black you never go back it's true that is how I like my coffee black big and black just very very not dark medium roast I like a medium roast tan uh no, no it's got to be darker than tan. Black, it's just 
He doesn't put sugar or roast. anything in it. Yeah, and then I drink it black. Mm, it's good. Uh, okay, so we're going to do... That's a, the way my grandpa used to drink it. We're going to do a few lists. You like to um, oh, wait. No, black. it was my grandma that drank it black. My grandpa drank it with cream. <laughs> now that we've got that established. Shut up, it. You have to learn how to pour that when you're a, when you're a little kid because grandpa needs room for his cream and grandma doesn't. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to move us away from fucking coffee. <laughs> well, you guys can talk about coffee and make fun of it, but I can't. No. I mean... Fuck y'all. Okay, so the first list that we're going to do, this is 30 Amazing Hidden Gems in Utah. Um, The team has not seen this list. This is one that I found. Uh, This is from... uh, This is actually a really good site, uh, The Crazy Tourist. Um, We've gotten some of our other stuff from them that we like to talk about. Uh, And generally, we take these lists, um, we completely bastardize them as we go and make fun of stuff. Some of this stuff we've talked about, uh, some of it we haven't. But um, there's some really cool stuff here. So the first one, number one on the list, is Pando the t- Trembling Giant. Uh, so have pa- they fixed that yet? Because wasn't it kind of dying? I don't think you uh, can. You can't fix really it. fix it. So Pando is a single root system tree over 47,000 aspens uh, and 107 acres of land. It's like the weed system in your front yard. They actually think it's like the tree system in yeah. my front yard. When well, we were trying to do our freaking patio, we had to get the reciprocating saw to cut some roots out. And we've talked about Pando before, probably a couple of years ago, but it is. Um, they think it's over a million years old, which makes it the oldest living organism. Uh, it's also the largest living organism uh, in the world, um, is what they believe. So, and we got it right here in Utah, folks. They they are they are one hundred percent certain parts of Pando are dying, and they can't really figure out why. So, and it could just be natural, like parts of it are just going to die off because you're a million years old. You'd probably have parts dying and falling especially off, especially in you know extreme drought conditions. So. That is pretty cool, though. It is actually, it is very cool. Uh, so in Cedar City, they have a uh, um, statue called the Nellie Pucell Unthink Memorial. Um, so Nellie Pucell. That's what it says. Like U-N-T-H-A-N-K? That's exactly it. So mm. Nellie Parcel or Pucell Unthink, that's her name is Unthink. Um, that's kind of a cool name. Born in England in 1846 at the age of nine, Nellie with her entire family joined the Elders Church and moved to Salt Lake Valley. Weird. In 1846, someone joined the Mormons and moved to Salt Lake. From England. Weird. Did they start hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, during the journey from England to Utah, they were hit by an unanticipated snowstorm. The catastrophe claimed her father's life five days later. Nellie and her elder sister lost their mother as well. Nellie walked across snow barefoot uphill both ways. I had that last part. Uh, and would have eventually died if Brigham Young didn't send out for her and her sister. By the time the girls reached Utah, Nellie's legs suffered majorly due to frostbite. Ooh. To save her from further ailments, her legs were amputated with a saw and a butcher knife while she lay conscious without anesthesia. You know, if that had been a man, Fuck he would have just me. died. <laughs> uh, Nellie married Un- William Unthink at age 24 and moved to Cedar City to start her new life. Her injury didn't stop her from being a hardworking and caring mother. Nellie and her children even took the initiative of cleaning the entire LDS meeting house once a year. She died at the age of 69. So there is a, a monument to her because, I mean. Because even, she's badass. Fuck yeah, she is. 
both her legs amputated from frostbite, still took care of her. But not kids, just amputated, like, amputated while she's conscious with a butcher knife and a hand. Yeah. What I'm really dis- disappointed by, though, is if you see a picture of the statue, she's got feet. Uh, that's bullshit. That's stupid. She needs to be pictured without feet with whatever prosthetic shit she Some was wearing. Stumpies. <laughs> Uh, another really cool thing in Utah, I knew about this. Uh, I didn't know about the statue of, of Nelly, but uh, the trilobite quarry out in Delta. And I, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but um, Have we? Yeah. Yeah, when we talked about Delta, because we did Topaz Mountain, oh, and we talked yeah, a little bit about uh, Delta, which is a it's one of the richest deposits of trilobites on Earth, um, which is... Trilobites are a type of fossil, if you don't know. Um, so it's it's uh, really cool. Like tri- trilobite quarry there is really awesome. Uh, we've got the Up House out in Harriman. Oh, I yeah. think we've talked about the that, what? right? The uh, Up House. I went there when they opened it and they put all the balloons out. It was so cute. So yeah, someone built the house that's a replica of the house in Up that he up in there. Oh, you are us. saying Up. I, th- I thought maybe I was hearing that wrong. Nope. Yeah. Carl and Ellie's house. The Up House is what it's referred to as. Uh, Clinton and Lynette Hamblin. They're the self-proclaimed diehard Disney fans of real life Carl and Ellie. Uh, I bet they have park passes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good chance. Uh, the Spiral Jetty. We've talked about the Spiral Jetty. It's really cool. Um, go out and see that. Um, it's uh, just a hard installation someone put out in the middle of fucking salt flats. So, um, the wa the Wawi Pudus uh, out in Kanab are really cool. Um, the hoodoos are really cool. I thought formation. you said poodoos for a minute. No, podos. Bantha poodoo. Uh, they're also known as the white ghosts. Basically, it's it's like this white rock that has essentially a boulder on top of a little column. Um, so it's formed when a thin layer of hard rock covers a hard level of soft rock. Um, sometimes there's a crack in the center. So you basically end up with like these pedestals with rocks on them. Which we... We've got quite a few down in southern Utah. Yeah, yeah, and these these ones specifically are yeah. really well known down in Kanab. I feel like it's the way little kids draw people. Unfortunately, to <laughs> see those, you have to go by Kanab, and who wants to do that? <laughs> Say hi to Mike Noel when you're down there. Throw a rock at him. Uh, there's the Mountain Meadows Massacre Memorial. Yeah, um, in Enterprise about that. Yeah, there's there's a there's a whole ep- couple episodes that that spend a lot of time talking about Mountain Meadows Massacre. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, there's also the Mystic Hot Springs in Monroe, uh, oh, and that's yeah. the one. I think that's the one with the bathtubs. Yeah. Um. So that's a really cool hot springs. Is that the one where they record the Cialis commercials? Where the uh, people are sitting and holding hands in the bathtubs. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if that's the same bathtubs. That's but. the same bathtubs, but similar. <laughs> uh, we've also talked about the next one, which is the crater inside of Midway, the Homestead Crater. Oh, yeah. Talked, oh, that's awesome. I've which been is there. just really fucking cool in it, crater. But I've been... And inside of it is a deep body of water. And they do a it's lot warm. of scuba yeah, and they do a lot of scuba diving instruction there. And then there's a lot of like moon stuff with moon that happens with the opening of the crater. Yeah. Stuff that they do in there. Uh, down in Lehigh, there's the Museum of Ancient Life, uh, which is a cool little museum um, in, in Lehigh. Mostly dinosaur type shit. It's a Thanksgiving point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the Victim of the Beast gravestone. We've mm. talked about that. Yeah, we have uh, talked about Lil, Lily Gray uh, died on November 14th, 1958, and she is a Victim of the Beast 666. Yeah, we've talked in depth about that. It was a serious dog attack that took her, folks. I don't <laughs> And her husband was a psycho, and there was all kinds of weirdness, and yeah. 
I actually think this is one of the coolest things uh, about Utah is the Mars Desert Research Station in Hanksville. And I think we briefly talked about this some time ago. We have. It is, that's really fucking cool, right? Like to have that kind of facility here because our desert landscape is so shitty. It's basically like the movie Biodome. Yeah. 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 Without Polly Shore. One of our favorites. Thank and one, goodness. One of the places we have in our in our one things uh, that a few guests have talked about is the Gilgal Sculpture Garden in Salt Lake yep. City proper. I still have yet to go see that, and it's literally a block away from where my but, office is. But to be fair, you haven't actually been in your office for... For uh, 18 months, but like we knew about that before then, and I just have never walked true. over there. It is really cool. Uh, there's Hell's Backbone uh-huh. out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Escalante. I still want to go out there and eat at the restaurant. Um, yeah, that would be cool. There's the, uh, we've, I think we've talked about this like a few years ago, but, uh, the, the Sri Sri Radha Krishna temple down in Spanish Fort. Oh yeah. We've talked about that. And what's interesting about this is it's, you know, it's, it's a Hindu temple. It's a Hare Krishna temple, but, um, it is the biggest festival of colors outside of India in the world. And it's just we a, were actually going to go yeah. for co- before COVID yeah. happened, and, and then, then we COVID happened, and, they, and we were going to go with actually an an Indian person. And I like this is what's all these white Mormons that don't know what holy festivals about that just go and throw colored cornstarch in the air because it's cool. <laughs> but it is a big fundraiser. That's like their big uh, fundraiser for Cassie's the year. Done it. Yeah. Speaking of like holidays, uh, it's Rosh Hashanah. Today it is. I believe it started today. It's a one-day holiday. It's two. It can be two. It's one to two. It's where you ask for I'd look at the calendar, but our poor calendar is having an issue. Yeah. Jeremy ripped it. Big old man hands handling the calendar. Sausage Uh, fingers. There's the Burr Trail switchbacks in Garfield County. I've never been to those, but apparently it's uh, you can drive and hike through those. They look really cool, actually. there's the Parowan Gap petroglyphs. We've talked about the petroglyphs out in Parowan. Yeah. Aren't those the ones that got uh, vandalized a little while ago? Fucking idiots. Yeah. When, like somebody when, wrote their name across them or something. Yeah, please, if you go see stuff like this, guys, this is stuff that is like very historic. Like petroglyphs are... Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years yeah, they're It's are, not cool for you to write on it. Yeah, I know that the original people kind of wrote their names on it, but... You know, tagging is as old as humanity, basically, from from what I can tell from petroglyphs. Go but tag something that's blank. Go fucking hang yourself off of one of the bridges over the interstate and tag that. I I do not understand. I'm going to just take a little aside here. So, like, when you drive, like, 215 and you see, like, on the undersides of some of the overpasses, there are fucking tags. It's I, marking territory. I want to know how the fuck they tag that. How do they get that? Do they like professionally rappel down and fucking draw their name in like giant letters? Like, no, there's a bunch of dumbasses. Hold my beer and they each hold a leg and the kid <laughs> tags no, it. No, but it's further down. That's the thing. Like it's further down than that. It's deceptively big. Like you they can throw a ladder up against the side in the middle of the freeway. I mean, yeah. Like do they have a fucking ladder truck that they're just like at three in the morning? They're like, put it's this a bucket. Up. Yeah. It's, like, how, how do they get up there? They to go and the steal a bucket truck. Because I get, like, the fences in my neighborhood. Those yeah, are easy, easily easy. accessible. You can do it in the dark. How the fuck do you tag on the freeway like that? It's not like it's... It's not... It's 20 feet in the fucking air. <laughs> and it's like... They're riding along on a probably, semi, probably and they do it really fast. 10 feet, 
10 feet below like the the concrete barrier to like hang over that it. is dedication when there's not a fence oftentimes there's a fence even that you dedication have to, to your gang right there man i just your, don't love your peeps i really need to see a video of how they do this to understand <laughs> it because i'm when that when i see a tag like that i'm like maybe they put it on a stick that's probably the aliens I'm like, good on them, you know? Maybe it's not spray paint. Maybe it's a paintbrush on a really long that's, stick. That's a fucking marketable skill right there. <laughs> if you can get up there and tag like that. Yesco's always hiring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the electric sign company. Uh, but moral of the story is don't fucking deface petroglyphs, you assholes. Um, there's the, uh, what, what is this? The Tentic Standard Reduction Mill in Genola. An ore refinery which once served the nearby gold, silver, lead, and copper recovered from Eureka. Tentic Standard Reduction Mill in Genoa, Utah, is one of the shortest-lived reduction mills in the history of the United States. Today, the strong construction still remains where it stood almost a century ago and is a now, is now a graffiti-covered hillside fortress. Of course it is. It's a natural historic site, but the picture's really cool. It's um, a whole bunch of buildings basically built into the side of the, the hill. Interesting. That's cool. Uh, the 17 room ruin, uh, bluff in, in bluff, Utah. So it's a hundred foot deep. Do we have a hollow. bluff, Utah and a bluffdale, Utah? I think so. So it overlooks the San Juan okay, River. Okay, people, we need to be a little more creative. Okay. What the hell? Uh, it's 17 room ruin that they think was created in the 1200s. Uh, so basically they found this giant cave, created rooms out of it. People live there and now there's graffiti. It's like the everywhere. host. Remember how I said don't fucking graffiti shit? They graffitied this too. There's uh, a bunch of ghost towns. The Grafton ghost town oh, out by yeah. Rockville uh, is one. Um, there's a 109-year-old fruitcake and a 70-year-old piece of bacon in Hurricane <laughs> at their museum. Who didn't eat the, all the bacon? That's dumb. There's the Pioneer Memorial Museum in Salt Lake, uh, which has a lot of like hand carts and shit. The Sun Tunnels, which we've talked about. Now, it says Wendover. But they're like two fucking hours from Wendover. They're so far away. You have to like drive out into Nevada, come up north and come back into Salt, like not into Salt Lake, into the northern part of Utah to get to the sun tunnels. But they're super fucking cool. It's an installation. They line up for the solstice uh, and the equinox. It's, yeah. It's really cool. There's always a lot of people out there for those those days, too. Uh, there's the metaphor, the tree of Utah on your way to Wendover. That fence thing that looks like it's got weird fucking Christmas ornaments, ornaments and shit broken oh, yeah, outside yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. That's an art installation. It's not garbage, people. No. It's supposed okay, to look like that. You say so. And it's supposed to look it's like supposed that. It's supposed to look like that. <laughs> There's also I mean, I guess art is subjective. Bad, just call it contemporary art. It's abstract. There's the Cassidy Trail outside of Penguin, which has a bunch of Red Rock photos. Do I um, make Cassidy sleep? I don't think that's true. Ron Cassidy. That would be the butch style. Uh, so we do have also <laughs> on here, did you know that we have the gravesite of Utah's first Jedi priest out in West Valley City? Stephen no. Allen Ford, may the force be with you always. He was a Jedi priest. Uh, okay. Uh, there is a uh, fantasy canyon out in Vernal, which has a lot of really fucking cool rock formations. Uh, a lot of like craterous, like canyony rock formations. Um, that's a really cool looking canyon. There's the First Lady Dolls in Vernal. All the dolls of first ladies. Yeah. yeah. That's not creepy. Uh, it looks really Do- creepy. Lots of actually. dolls are always creepy. <laughs> dolls are creepy. Like the old porcelain style dolls are creepy as shit. Barbie doll, not creepy. Really fake looking, but not creepy. It's the old ones with the glass Oh my gosh. Eyes when and- we were at, so 
some friends and I were shopping on Saturday and uh, Home Goods has some really creepy, funky looking witches. Like, what the hell? They were weird. Not scary in the good, like, Halloween way, but just, like, creepy scary. Uh, this is the place which we did a couple months ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, that monument. In July. We pulled the death card. Well, yeah, that's true. That was the death card episode. There are a lot of cool things. Go back and listen to that episode. Actually, it's a it's a great episode. Uh, and then there's Nine Mile Canyon uh, out in Carbon County, also home of a whole bunch of pictographs and petroglyphs. Mm-hmm. Probably also fucking graffitied up because people are assholes. Well, it was when it was when the park rangers were taken out. They were all on furlough. Because of COVID. Yeah. And everybody ran rampant like in the Joshua Tree Forest. They're pushing over all the oh, Joshua Oh, yeah. That trees. was so ridiculous. The best of humanity comes out when there's no one to watch them. This is why we have laws, people, because people can't be trusted to do anything right. So that was the uh, the list. Again, that's from um, uh, Crazy Tourist, which is a pretty cool site, especially if you want to go check something out and kind of go see some of the, the more interesting things. They do a lot of articles like that, so... Um, now we're going to talk about why Utah is the best. We don't talk about this enough. We love Utah. The whole reason we do this podcast, other than the fact that like we like to get together and talk about random shit and ramble, and we think some people must listen to it. I, I can tell you that people listen to it. At least zero people listen. Uh, no, more than that. A lot more than I, that it, listen. I would at say least at least 12. one person listens. Um, so <laughs> because I know Vanita listens semi-regularly. Thanks, Vanita. We got people all over the world that listen Watch to this Watch this shit. be the one she doesn't listen to. She never yeah. knows. She never knows we thanked her. Peter listens to us. Old Peter. Does he still listen to us? I assume so. Unless he, like something happened to him. I don't know I don't why know. he wouldn't listen to us. Um, but anyway, uh, so we want to talk about why Utah's awesome because we, we all love it. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff about Utah we bitch about, but at the end of the day, we all live here because we love it. Julia might live here because it's just where she grew up and she hasn't been able to get out yet, but, um, we, the rest of us absolutely love it. So, uh, 10 categories where Utah is number one. Now, this is kind of an old article. It's probably more than a year old from KSL. But most of this stuff is still relatively relevant and, and also probably Relatively true. relevant. Yeah, I mean, some of it might be a little off. Like, there might be some stuff that's changed. But I can probably tell you what stuff has and hasn't changed thanks to COVID. So the first thing on here is uh, private sector job growth. Utah has been ranked number one for business several years of the last decade, according to Forbes. Um so we have been ranked in the top nationally for economic momentum. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that goes into that, but essentially Utah, our unemployment rate never really had much of an impact in 2008. Like it did go up a little bit, but it was not like the rest of the nation. Um, we, we have a very healthy unemployment rate in the state most of the time. Same with during COVID. Our numbers didn't drop as bad as... Yeah, they they were certainly better than most, and so the and job growth continues. We have big tech companies coming here and bringing high paying jobs, so it's something that that uh, that is that is great for this state. Uh, it's also a really great state for entrepreneurs, um, and so the best thing that I can I can say to to reference this is all the company. Don't fall asleep, Bree. Her eyes are closing. She's going to fall asleep. The mic's going to drop and not in a good way. Well, you know, when you wake up at 2.30 and you don't go back to sleep. 
I don't, I don't get just it. Just happens. Um, so think of companies that have been founded here and have done really well. Uh, Adobe was started by people from Utah. Um, Digitech? Uh, Digicert, you mean? Digicert, yeah. yes. Digicert Digi was started here in Utah. Um, Exactware, 3M's got a big chunk of stuff here. L3. I, I mean, there's tons. There's, yeah, L3 Communications. Is that a Utah-based company? I think it is. Um, Chuck E. Cheese guy. Crumble, as much as I hate Crumble, is a Utah-based company. Um, there are a lot of really successful businesses here. This is a place that venture capitalists like to be in because there's a lot of really good ideas. MLMs reign supreme. Yeah, that is another thing <laughs> that drives <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. Um, best performing large city. Uh, our cities are actually known for their grid system, their structure. Um, a lot of that, like, that's a big part of a city being successful is some, uh, it's a city that you can get around easy. Navigation. Has good public services. Uh, and so, you know, not just Salt Lake City, but like Provo and Orem, um, they perform very Not well. Not St. George, though. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah they're, There's but, too many old people there. <laughs> but constantly you see cities like Provo, Orem, Salt Lake, Ogden on these top performing cities, uh, which is a, a, a good thing. It asks uh, businesses to come there. It, it makes it very nice. Um, man, I'm probably not talking very great today. <laughs> uh, it's the best state for upward mobility. And so basically what that means is, uh, so a lot of times you hear about, you know, if you're born into poverty, you're not going to get out of poverty very easily. In Utah, the American dream, so to speak, is still attainable. Real. Yeah. You can move from low income to upper middle class, uh, in, in your lifetime in the state of Utah. Uh, and, and generally if you work hard, like there are a lot of people that like you just put the effort into it and you work hard and they do really, really well. Uh, Jeremy's an example of that, right? Jeremy came from a big family that didn't have a ton of money. Uh, and Jeremy has worked his ass off to, to create a really successful business. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the kind of thing that you can do. And now his fucking kids are all little entrepreneurial bastards <laughs> too, <laughs> including Julia over there. So single tear, single, single tear. <laughs> Is it a memory like Harry Potter? Sure. Hashtag blessed. Your dad would have no idea what we're talking about. That's because he's, there's something wrong Locus, with your dad. Locus pocus. Yeah. That's right. Cause your dad is broken. Harry Trotter. <laughs> uh, which incidentally also means that Utah is uh, often tagged as the best state for the middle class. Um, so Utah, uh, has a lot of opportunity. It's been ranked first for middle class opportunity. Um, about half our households are between the $35,000 and $100,000 annual rank, uh, and home ownership, uh, rate of 70%. So that's changed a little bit, I'm yeah. sure, but it's still a really high home ownership rate, uh, in, in the, the area here. Uh, the next one is really cool. We talk about this a lot. Dark sky parks. And I think this number has maybe changed. Um, but, but to uh, grow, like it's not yeah, shrinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, a dark sky park is any area that's designated where the night sky is unobscured by artificial light or light pollution. So you can actually see all the stars. And so Utah, as of this writing, this 14, but I think, I think within the last year or two, they, they yeah, I think they've added some. Declared another one or so two. So here's the list of current dark sky parks in Utah, and I think there As might be a couple more. whenever this was. Yeah. Canyonlands, Arches, Dead Horse Point State Park, uh, Natural Business 
Natural Bridges, Bridges National Monument, uh, Hovenweep National Monument, Rainbow Bridge National Monument, Capitol Reef National Park, Bryce Canyon, Goblin Valley, Cedar Breaks, Torrey, Utah, Antelope Island, North Fork Park in Ogden, uh, Steinecker State Park, and I know there's a couple more towns even that are now out, Dark Sky. I think out by Bear Lake there's one. Yeah, I think so. just recently... And Tory, Tory is that cool town that has, um, they have like legislation in place of like how streetlights get placed yeah. and everything else to maintain that. Um, one of the things we're number one at is making babies. We have a lot of kids per capita in this state. It is a I huge only had two. population. <laughs> Most families here, um, have the kind of family Jeremy grew up in. How many? Did you have eight siblings? Yeah, and Julia, and you made four still. So at least I cut that number in half. Yeah, you cut it in half. Can you and imagine actually, having four more brothers and sisters, Julia? Mm-mm. The trend, though, no, the trend, especially in housing, you shouldn't be outnumbered. That the trend in That's housing. That's why I only had two. Is fewer and fewer bedrooms. So, so the younger generation is. They're not having as many kids. Yeah, so, like my kids don't really seem like they're going to have kids anytime like a soon. a three-bedroom house is becoming the standard, whereas 15, 20 years ago, five a five- plus, to yeah. six-bedroom house. So there's definitely a shift. The younger generations are not having kids. Well, it's also it's a shift in generational like age. I think it's also a shift in we have, you know, Mormon's still the predominant religion in 60% of the state. Which is obscene. Like any state that had 60% of one religion is, is going to be altered by that. But it used to be higher. I, I think in the last 10 years, it's probably decreased from somewhere around 70 to closer to 60. Dinosaur National Monument was added. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. So, um, well, speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. We have the densest concentration of Jurassic era dinosaur bones in this state. So we, we talked about the museum and Thanksgiving Point. There's Dinosaur National Park out by Vernal. There's the Dinosaur Museum up in Ogden. Wait, what's the Utah dinosaur? We have that dinosaur that was discovered in Utah. Yeah, the Utah Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. The sandstone Raptor. Yeah. yeah the, the, so that was my little, like, elementary school mess. Right. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about the trilobite yes. thing. Like, that. that's a big deal. We have a ton of fossils in well, this area. And why at one point in time, this entire valley was underwater. It was a lake. Because it was... Yeah. Yeah. The, the, well, the entire Salt Lake Valley and way down into southern Utah at one point in time was all deep, deep underwater. And so we're also home to the average tallest peaks. So our average uh, turns out to be about 11,000 feet in elevation. Um, so It was kind of cool when we were in Alaska comparing some of our... Yeah, because like in Alaska, on the ship, we were cruising and like seeing 11, 12, 13,000 foot high peaks from the ocean. Right. So we're at sea level. We're here. I mean, we go look and we have 11, 12, 13,000 foot peaks. But, but we're already but we're up in the mountains. Salt Valley is at around 4,000. 4,500, I think, is the base. So we're already, that's the thing. We're already halfway there. Yeah, we're already there, halfway just there. being here. So yeah, in Alaska, it's like, wow, that seems so steep. But looking at the numbers, it's like, yeah, but that's as tall as our mountain. Yeah. It's and just, on average, because of all the peaks that we have around Utah, the average is 11,000, which is pretty pretty cool. Uh, we have the most volunteers. Um, so one of the things about being so LDS friendly is we have a Does lot of volunteers. Does that count, Collins? 
I'm sure it does because it's volunteer work. All of that's it's, volunteer is work. It a, is it a volunteer work if somebody says you got called to do this? Though? Well, you do get to choose. Because you do get to say yes or no. you can say yes or no. You're like, I'm How a, many people actually say no? I think a fair number do. You wouldn't know. I know. Because they don't tell you. That's I, why I'm curious. Though. I also have the... I've talked to quite a few people and, you know, I'm no expert because I'm not Mormon and I don't go to Mormon church, but I've talked to quite a few people Basically, you don't get a calling unless you're already going to do it. Like, it's not one of those things like, oh, the fucking prophet or one of the Quorum of Twelve decided because that callings you be, aren't really callings. Nobody's praying be, and getting Jeremy Gates' name in their head as you the, should be the young men's the next, president, yeah. Jeremy, because they're like, oh, Jeremy Gates has extra time and he works from home, so we're going to make him young men's president. That's how it goes. Yeah, like he's really good with kids, and they've already talked to Jeremy, and he's like, and yeah, he's interested. got kids around this age, so it'll and be then good. they send him a letter and say, hey, God said you should do this after we've talked about it for six Just months. Just like missionaries aren't called to a certain place, they need somebody in Paraguay, but, but and to, so they stick somebody in Paraguay. But to give you an idea, because it's not just callings at the church, Utahns really do a lot of community service. Yeah. In fact, 1.15 million volunteers out of a population of roughly 4 million uh, in 2018 for a total combined number of hours of 133.9 million hours. That's a hundred-ish hours per volunteer a year. That's fucking absurd. That's a lot of hours. Do you remember volunteer. how many hours the girls had to do every year for school now? Uh, they had to do 20, as we did as well. Said that, that that volunteer time equated to $3.2 billion. Yeah. It's donated time. It's a huge deal. Utah is a very charitable state. And I've said this a lot. I think it's worth mentioning. Utah is, you know, for all the, the shit that we talk about with the church, like all the weird rules that they make, there's a reason we survived COVID as well. They make as we the have. state a, a nice place to it's live. A, it's a conservative state. And some of the things that they do. Um, really do insulate and protect us and their conservatively, you know, fiscal policies in particular um, are good on the state. And we make fun of them because like the state capital fucking took forever to build because they're all cheap asses. <laughs> like, and nobody that, tips yeah, well here. True story. Go listen to last month's episode on the capital. We're not paying that kind of money. So yeah. 10 years later, you'll pay three times as much. That's typically Utah. But, um, you know, part of why, so part of the Republican or the, the conservative philosophy when it comes to fiscal policy is we don't need to create a bunch of social programs run by the government because the community will create those programs. But that's itself. not a Republican thing. That's a, the Mormon aspect of it. it. It's not. That's the, that is the belief of conservative fiscal right. conservative. But there are other conservative states that aren't doing as well because they don't have sure. the church infrastructure that we have. Because there. that's the belief and that's the way they think it should work and it doesn't usually work that way but because of the church's influence. It actually kind of works that we way. Have, I mean we have like we've had neighbors where something happens. Like our next door neighbor uh, her husband got leukemia. Like a really fucking rare form of leukemia. The dude's like in his late 40s gets the, gets cancer the church starts paying their mortgage. The church has people come as he's going through chemo and finish all the unfinished projects in the carpenter's house. Because he house can't come home. With dirty, dusty like air with, because he's immunocompromised. With walls open and stuff, right? And so, so they all come over and help Completely close finish it in. the remodeling of the house. Like That's the kind of thing that the church does for its members and for the community. And it's, it's stuff like the DI and providing jobs. It's, I mean, Goodwill does that, but... Goodwill's goodwill, and it's a big national company. The DI is here. 
it's it's in Utah. And so those types of programs have a huge impact. You know, the the Mormons have their own food bank. You know, outside of just Which the Utah. Which technically food bank. everyone can use. Like if there's like national emergency, I know they'll send out yeah. they'll send out what they've got. I've actually volunteered there before. It's kinda of fun. And that's, yeah, it is fun. You can if you want to, you can go take boxes from them and you can color and decorate them and then they'll use them to send to people. Oh, that's I cool. always did that in like primary and stuff. It was fun. But that's I don't the, I don't draw, so <laughs> that's the but kind of thing. Can. That's the kind of thing though. That's the kind of thing that makes Utah work really well. So for all the bitching I do about the church, it is a good thing for the state. Like there's a there's a reason it works. Well and the, the I've mentioned this several times before too. We have a great rural hospital system. And the reason we have a great rural hospital system is because of Intermountain Healthcare, which is technically one of the church's beginnings. So, but also a nonprofit healthcare system, right. which is really crazy. And so, they they are able to use the profits over you know the over and above profits from the from their urban successful hospitals to keep some of these rural hospitals that wouldn't stay afloat otherwise. Yeah, there's Nephi has no business having a hospital of right. any size, and it's got it's not a big hospital, it's not a trauma hospital, but they have a hospital. Price Utah, well, that's not a IHC hospital, but like place communities like that only have the hospitals they have because IMC is able to subsidize them. Not right? IMC IHC. Intermountain. I'll just call it Intermountain. Is that better? Select Health, IMC because Select Health can support them, which is the insurance arm of the HMO that we have in the state called Intermountain Everything. That's what it's called, Intermountain Everything <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> well, I think that's it, folks. Uh, we'll keep it short tonight. Um, just do those few things uh, regarding Utah. I'll have to figure out how to make this um, a good blog post because I decided I would do it this week. Because um, you were interested in our guest, who we will try and reschedule. Yeah, we will reschedule. Um, he got back to me. He did have something come up, but yeah, we yeah. he feels bad, but it happens. It yeah. happens to everyone. It happens. Um, you know, so that's okay. That's okay. We don't uh, unless you unless you fuck us over a couple times, then you know we probably won't have you try to get back on the show. But um, you know, it happens. People have stuff come up. That's just the way the world is. Uh, so, but 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 I think we we did a good job. So if you liked it, I find um, us interesting. If you don't like it, I don't care. Just share the episode. <laughs> like really, I don't, we don't have a Patreon. We could set one up probably if we wanted to. Um, we don't really do advertising. Um, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you could probably tell where there are spots that we did some advertising, but ultimately we do this because we love the community. We love the people. Um, you know, we, if we, you hear us talking about things, it's because we legitimately support them. Yeah, when I when I talk about Oleo, it's because I fucking love Oleo. They're so amazing. I love those too. I they're so nice. I, I they don't give me any money at all, and I preach their fucking products to everyone because I think they they're help great. me get my store up and going. Yeah, they're they're building the the neighborhood hive guys. I don't know if you understand like how cool this concept is. They're going to be a small business incubator for retail type businesses. That doesn't exist. Like farmers markets are about the only place that you can find that stuff. This is permanent farmers markets. It's and not like consignment and leave your stuff. It's like you have your own part of the store to yeah, sell and, from. And they're going to mentor you. There are three really successful small businesses that are joining together that will mentor people in this space. That's fucking awesome. And they're not doing it to make money. I'm pimping their products right now. So like, um, 
so Hello Bulk is one of the, the main people for that. And I don't know if you guys remember way, way back when we interviewed Clever Octopus, which is the Reeves Center. Um, they actually, uh, because of COVID and different things and, and the economy and the way that the shift has been, um, they're actually being able to move into another phase of their of what they want to do to help artisans and, and have space for artisans. And Hello Bulk is one of the people that's helping them. Yeah. And, and these are, so these are all businesses that this is why we do the show. And what really helps us more than anything is when you share our episodes with other people, when you share, uh, the, the stuff that we tweet out, that we put out on Instagram, we do a lot of local business celebration. Um, we try our best that when we talk to people, they're actual Utah based businesses that actually, you know, get things done in the state of Utah. And really all of our interviews, I'm thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure are all Utah based Utah companies, Utah people that have started companies or work at Utah companies. Every once in a while we've come across some national stuff. Or sometimes we run in, you know, we, we kind of, we've gone into Idaho or something like that, but, but but they have a a footprint here. There's a tie to Utah. And, and, so sharing the episode is what helps us the most. If you have feedback, we've we've done some big format changes over the last year. I think the show's better. Um, I like the way it flows better most most weeks. Um, obviously, sometimes things happen. Um, but if you have comments on that, please reach out to us. Um, no one checks them, apparently, according to Julia. They're mostly spam. <laughs> um, that's not true. I actually, anytime I see someone... It was me- just the unread stuff. Yeah, anytime I see someone actually message us uh, in Facebook, I'll, I'll try to pay attention to it and look at it. Same with the Twitters. Um, I try to stay on top of the Twitters if you use... I, I do check comments on our posts every once in a while. That's probably a little less useful. Uh, if you email us, Bree will absolutely see it. We all see it, but Bree will answer it uh, or send it to me and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, that's, you know, that's the best way to help us out. So we really appreciate that. You can follow us on all the social medias at TNU podcast. Um, I do want to thank Folk Hogan. Um, I don't think we do it enough vocally. Folk Hogan is the one that writes our intro and outro music. Those guys are amazing. Support your local, uh, entertainers, especially, uh, your artists and, uh, and, uh, Go out to our website, thenewutah.com. We have links to all kinds of crap. The articles that we, we mentioned today will be linked in there, uh, in the blog entry. Um, and there's lots of shit to do. If you want to find something fun to do, just go to the website. There's all kinds of shit. So, uh, that's it. Have a good night.